Well, hey, and welcome to another episode of We're Getting There. It's a podcast for people like us who are just works in progress, and maybe you've already perfected this thing called life, and this might not be the podcast for you, but you might be somebody that finds that sometimes you win and sometimes you lose, and well, you're in good company with us. So, um, welcome. So, we're here again, another episode, so far keeping up with our New Year's goals. <laughs> Week two. Week two. Check. Yep. Hey, one <laughs> step at a time. One step at a time. Oh man. So you're engaging in a in a crafting project this week. Yes. My cube storage that I have for our homeschool room is no longer holding up all of the things. There's a lot more when you homeschool three kids than when you were just homeschooling one. So now that Gavin's doing preschool things, it's, you know, I have a, I have a junior higher, a first grader and a preschooler. And so we have lots. So I bought an old, like, I think, I think they're technically dining room furniture. A Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I am transforming it into our, um, our new containment unit for all of our homeschool stuff. And she's literally taking it and I mean, it's been cleaned and it's painted and it's going to, it's going to be awesome. So yeah, maybe awesome. I should share it on our Facebook page when yeah. we get it. I'll share some before and afters. Yes. You have befores. Yeah. Well, awesome. I mean, I have the picture that I took from the, I bought, I, so plug for Facebook marketplace, I guess I have now found that Facebook marketplace is far and above a better spot to find local people selling stuff that you want, um, over Craigslist it oh, used to be Craigslist people, but man, Facebook marketplace, we've both bought and sold stuff on there and it's the way to go these days. All the young kids, you know, say Twitter is where the social media, you know, places like that. But yeah, uh, for, sell, for selling stuff, go to Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I'm old. Besides that, uh, president, all, yeah, all the all the presidents and politicians hang out on Twitter too much for me. So Yeah, they've ruined it. <laughs> um, well, uh, other than that, um, how's your, your week been? It's, it's uh, Friday. We made it. Oh so man, you can excuse see me. I it's it's you're a long putting day. Our people to sleep. I know, I know. Um it's Fridays are long because that's when our homeschool co-op day is. And so it's been a long day and our my mom stopped out for a little bit today and she actually helped me with a little bit of my craft project. So thanks to mom for that. So did you guys uh, fix the sewing machine? Um no, we didn't get to that. We uh you know, so funny thing, funny story. I am pretty good at just about any kind of crafting, artsy thing. Like I can make, you know, Justin always makes fun of me because I save everything. But then whenever the kids want to make anything, I'm like, yeah, we can make that because I have the stuff. And so, um, but I'm... She's a craft hoarder. Hey. <laughs> I bought something to fix the hoarding issue that we seem to have in our school room. Something to keep the hoard in. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, but anyways, I uh, I can, like, you know, have you ever seen those funny, you see the funny Pinterest fails? 
Like that doesn't usually happen to me because I am pretty, I'm just pretty crafty, mm-hmm. but sewing has bested me. I am, I cannot, I have broken like three sewing machines. It's incredible. I can sew by hand, but when, man, when I get behind a sewing machine, I just ruin it and I ruin whatever project I'm trying to do. So, <laughs> so I cannot sew. That is the one crafty, artsy thing that has eluded me because you, I just cannot do it. You can sew. You just sewing machines and you don't, yeah, don't yeah. get along. Yes, I can sew by hand, but that takes like 10 years. I'm trying to make curtain panels right now, and man, that takes a long time. I will say that when I had our second, when I had Natalie, I did sew by hand my own like nursing cover. So it turned out really well. It did. did. I made it with like a little strap and had the little hoop thing for looking down at your baby and all that stuff. So it was, it was relatively fancy. So you could say who? Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, no, moving on. We need to cut that. Yeah. So moving on, um, you could tell it's late here. Um, so we've been working our way through this book, uh, his needs, her needs, um, how to uh, building an affair proof marriage. Um, and it is by William F. Harley Jr. Uh, last podcast, we talked through cover your children's ears. We, mm-hmm. um, we talked through, um, the first two, uh, the first, um, uh, need for man, men and the first need for women. Um, men, it was sexual fulfillment and women was affection. So, um, now we're moving on. Um, so, uh, let's just kind of jump right into it, um, with, uh, her need intimate conversation. Why don't you kind of lead us in that a little bit? Okay. Um, so yeah, so we were, as we were preparing to do this podcast, I was kind of talking about how, um, intimate conversation is very, very similar, kind of goes even hand in hand with affection. It's one of those things where, um, women desperately crave it. And it's something that men are not naturally good at. Um, intimate conversation for women can simply be talking about whatever, as long as I feel like you have I have your undivided attention, Yeah, you know, and whatever is on my mind or whatever that I want to, whatever I want to share with you or talk to you about, I need to feel like you're invested and you're paying attention to me. And, um, and you, you know, <laughs> it's funny cause I, I, we, I do this a lot. And even though you've gotten way better at intimate conversation, I still always find myself asking the question like, don't you have anything to say? Like, don't you have anything to say back about that? And you're always like, not really. Like, (laughs) just, it's just something that women, you know, we, we, we want our husbands to, um, not only be good listeners, but, um, but seem invested in what we have going on and what we're talking about. And, and we like when you guys add to the conversation. So, um, yeah, just uh, taking taking time out to um, to listen, and um, I like that the author he kind of talks about how um, when you're dating, that intimate conversation tends to be something that a, a woman like will fall in love with a man based off of his ability to 
endure intimate conversation. And it's interesting because when we're dating, um, at least obviously not everybody follows the biblical role model for, um, for courtship and marriage, but, but typically speaking, if you're in a dating relationship and you're not living together or being intimate or whatever, you know, that's what you're doing. You're having intimate conversation. And I mean, you and I used to fall asleep on the phone together. Like I would be my, my phone. I remember I would wake up and it would be like, I would have fallen asleep and it would be hot like on my face, (laughs) like burning my face because I fell asleep with the phone to my ear. Yeah. So like, I mean, we, yeah, we just would talk on the phone. Um, well past bedtime, well into the night, and we would fall asleep with our cell phones. And some of that is, is you know, you're meeting this person, you're getting to know this person, I don't know you all the way, yet I want to know more about you. And not to say I know everything about you now, but we know more about each other than we did then. So it's it's that whole, it's the the new thing (laughs) and, and you got to be careful. It's easy to let that new thing become the old thing and, um, and stop and stop the intimate conversation. Yeah. Um, and, uh, anyway, so, so like affection, it's something that women just, that we, that we crave, that we need. Um, another thing that the author says in the book is he says that women, enjoy conversation just to have conversation, which is why you'll have women who will call their friend or their mom and just chit chat for an hour on the phone. Whereas men, if I mean, now, now that we have texting men, barely make phone calls as it is like men are like, you know, three word texts and that covers whatever you had to say. And so it's something that's just not, it's just not a high need for men typically. And so it's something that men have to like, like giving your wife affection, intimate conversation and learning to, to take the time out to do that is something that is, it takes a concerted effort on, on the man's part. Yeah. And and I think that it it comes down to a lot of it is your best friend, Yeah, Uh, you know, and I think we are best friends. Um, and you know, I was going to say, I was going to apologize for what I'm about to say, but you know, it's my podcast. It's our podcast. So we can just say whatever we want. Um, but she really is my best friend and, and you, and, and she is, um, someone that I, if I, if we don't talk, I feel like I'm missing something in my day. And, and typically obviously work depending, um, we'll text or talk, you know, randomly throughout the day, check in. Um, and I feel like when we don't do that, it almost, makes it, it seem like we're estranged from each other. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, it's funny because, um, I think a couple of people who probably didn't have very great marriages when we were first, when we were dating and first married, you know, there were the naysayers who would say things like, well, you guys won't, you know, you won't be so in love with each other later, or you won't, you won't, uh, you know, you won't, always want to talk to her and you won't, you know, you won't be so like, 
you know, oh, I can't wait to see him today or whatever. And you're newlyweds now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just very, yeah, yes. You're, oh, you're just newlyweds, you know. It's a new thing now, just like I said. Right. It'll wear off. Yeah. And coming up on 15 years of marriage, I think that both of us can honestly say that we genuinely enjoy each other's company and we enjoy, we enjoy talking to each other. Yeah. And um, I still can't wait to see him when he gets home from work and um he you know there'll be random times throughout the day like like justin was saying that we'll you know if we haven't texted each other all morning or whatever and he'll just shoot me a uh hey how's it going how's your day then text at you know 11 in the morning or something like that and you know i just 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 being intentional about about having you know, intimate conversation doesn't have to be lengthy necessarily, but it, but if it's not lengthy, there should be numerous, you know, numerous times that you're taking a minute or two out to, you know, just to, to do that, to make it a, a discipline. Um, I think, you know, on that topic, I, I'm a, I'm a studies guy. Like I'm a, research guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that kind of stuff. I love getting the answers and, and what did they find out? And, um, that's one thing I like about this part in the book. Um, I think a, a lot of times men want to know how much is enough when, and you were saying it doesn't always have to be long. Um, but the study in this book, um, according to the author, he said that he had studied married people who'd continued to have a loving relationship on, um, and, and kind of how their intimate conversation tended to work versus those that didn't. And uh, the first thing he noticed was that it, it happened, uh, for them, most of the time it was daily. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, he also noted that uh, that a minimum of 15 hours a week, did you hear that? 15 hours a week of togetherness and intimate conversation was a huge part of that togetherness. Yeah. So if you think about that in, in your week, that's, that, that's quite a bit of time. That's over two hours a day right. of togetherness. Now, I don't think that that sounds like a tremendous amount of time because we make that a priority most weeks. Um, kids go to bed, we have together in this time mm-hmm. and whatever that f- form is. Right. So, but I think that that's a, it's, it's good to know the answer for yeah. me. I'm an answers guy. And so if, if you're shooting for something, shoot for a couple hours a day. Yeah. Um, and then I think that another thing that men kind of want to know, cause they're, they're answers people. They're like, just tell me what I need to do and whatever. So, um, I think that one of the things that he addresses and one of the things that we agreed that men would want to know is, well, if it, because I'm not good at, I'm not good at talking, I'm not good at whatever, you know, so, so what should I talk about? And, you know, he gives, you know, this example um, in the, in the book, he says, you know, if, you know, your, your wife comes to you and says, Hey, well, or, you know, Hey, let's, let's have a chit chat or whatever. And you, your response is, well, what do we have left to talk about? And she's offended by that or kind of like, well, you know, kind of gets a little miffed at you. He says, if you were to reverse it and put um, a man need in there, if you were to say, you know, 
you know, if you're, if your husband approaches you, if you're, if you're a wife and your husband approaches you for sex and you were to just say, well, why do you want to do that? Don't we already have kids? Like, it's like one of those <laughs> right. things where it's like, you know, it's, it's more than just for like, like you were talking about in the dating, it's more than just for getting to know. It's a continual getting to know. It's a continual, um, just thing that, that women just really, they get a sense for how much their partner is invested in them and cares about them when they're willing to sit and, and not just endure conversation, but be invested in the conversation. Um, just as much as, you know, men, men like sex for sex sake. They don't, they don't just like it to procreate. In fact, probably men like sex for fun more than they like it to procreate. Yes. (laughs) So, (laughs) so, you know, if women, if, if, you know, if you can think of it from those terms, women, women tend to see women like conversation for conversation's sake. Men see conversation as an, as a, a means to an end Whereas women see conversation as an end in itself. Like the goal was just to have a conversation. Whereas men are like, I'm not literally not going to use words unless I need to find out some sort of information or I need to give some sort of information. Right. Otherwise words are useless. So, um, just growing in your, in your skills and sort of, you know, looking at it from the perspective of, you know, this is a big, a big need for your wife. We, um, we, I remember we had a, um, a parenting class in one of our old churches. And one of the things that stuck with me was they had the kids come in and then we got to ask their kids questions about mm-hmm. things. And I still sticks with me that, um, the question was asked and this, I think she was like 17 at the time. And they asked, um, what is something your parents do to keep the lines of communication open? Mm-hmm. And she said, we, talk like throughout the day and we don't like it's not forced so when there is a big issue that comes up those lines of communication are open um so it's constant hey how was your day you know what'd you do today what's up with you know how's your friend doing you know whatever it is and then when when it came time for the big thing that happened and that she really needed to talk to her parents it wasn't forced it wasn't awkward because when you haven't been in communication with somebody that's close to you it can be a little bit awkward Um, so I, I think that that, you know, translates to marriage as well. You keep that conversation flowing. And again, it doesn't always have to be something like just today. I think it was today we talked and it was, no, excuse me, it was yesterday. And it was like, you know, I'm, I think I'm good. You know, we each had an opportunity to share whatever we needed to share. And then after that it was, you know, we're fine. And so we, you know, it wasn't mean. We just got off the phone because we were, we were good to go. Yeah. And I'd rather that than, you know, I haven't talked to you in two weeks. Oh, by the way, uh, you know, the, the sink flooded and we owe $500. Like we, you know, mm-hmm. we, those big life things that happen are, are just part of our conversation. And the, obviously there are seasons, but anyway, I think that that tends to, to be an area where if you keep the lines going, it's, it's better. Yeah. So we had this funny, when we were talking about, you know, going over our notes for this, we had this funny thought that came to mind and we are big office people. We probably watch the whole, like every episode. Um, we, we usually do that about once every 15 to 18 months. <laughs> it's, it's in our calendar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and so, uh, anyways, we'll, we'll watch, we'll watch those. And there's, there is one particular episode where it's in the later seasons. And, um, if you guys are familiar with the office, you'll know one of the, one of the main characters, his name is Dwight and he's not like, he's just he's not husband material. Like this dude is just, he says whatever he wants and he's completely insensitive. He learns to be sensitive throughout the show, but like, uh, he's just not, you know, he's very, um, uh, he's like what you would paint as your typical, like man who only does, who doesn't just doesn't care about really feelings or anybody else tactless yeah very tactless and like he owns a beet farm and he does paintballing and he's like video gamer like he's just your typical dude who just really doesn't he just really doesn't care about other people's feelings or whatever else but anyway so there's this one this one episode where he's he is but he's consistently their top salesman so he's supposed to go give a pitch to a woman who's like the, the CEO of a company. And the, so the ladies of the office are trying to teach him how to talk to women because you have to know how to, you know, if you're going to make a sales pitch to a woman, you're going to, you're going to want to have some sort of skills as far as having a conversation. And it's funny because they're trying to explain to him, you know, this is how you're supposed to talk and, or this is how you're supposed to listen and, you know, whatever. And, and so at one point they're telling him, you need to seem interested in what you're, in what the woman is saying. And so every once in a while you should say, uh-huh, or yeah, and kind of nod your head. And so, <laughs> and so then while they're, while they're talking to him and seeing how well he's doing at listening, it's funny because he just kind of sits there and bobs his head and, you know, kind of has this like real spaced out, creepy look on his face but he's just really terrible at it and I think that but that paints an accurate picture of what it can feel like as a wife if your husband is is just humoring you and not genuinely interested in what you have to say like like you can tell when your husband's just doing the the bobblehead Dwight and (laughs) you know just being like yeah uh uh-huh I don't care you know like you know so I think that just um, if you haven't seen that, we, we should post it. We'll post it on the, I, well, I don't know how appropriate it is because some things in the office are not that appropriate. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we will screen it. And if it's appropriate, we will post it. Um, but it is, but, um, just learning to, you know, you, you love your wife. And so learn to l- love listening to her talk about her hopes and dreams and, and things that she's, you know, that she likes to talk about, you know, it's funny because that's one thing that where Justin and I are different. Justin, Justin is the realist borderline pessimist. And I am by far the optimist dreamer. And so like, you know, when I'm sitting down, I want to talk to Justin about, you know, where I think it would be super fun to go on vacation. And granted, this vacation that I think would be wonderful or this thing that I want to do might cost $10,000. So that's the first thing he sees in his brain is, well, we would never be able to that's afford that. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and, but it can be a downer, you know? So something that I think that you're getting better at is when I start on the dream cycle, you don't immediately squash my dreams and you're not like, 
I'm getting there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's <laughs> he's getting there. He's getting there. So, um, yeah. So I guess some just to wrap up that section, just you know, developing an interest um, in in each other's interests and giving undivided attention. Oh, the one thing that we are intentional about is no phone zone. Yep. And we have to declare that um, sometimes because we'll forget. Um, We've both been guilty of it, taking a phone call, checking an email, responding to something. And dinner table Mm -hmm. is is a no phone zone. Mm -hmm. Obviously, if there's an emergency, you you know it's, you know, something's going on. We make exceptions. But it's a no phone zone. Date night is a no phone zone. The only exception would be our kid is sick (laughs) that's the only time we're going to answer that so yes we and i think that it's been something where we gently but firmly remind each other sometimes hey no phone zone playing with your kids hey no phone zone right yeah okay so yeah because there's nothing sadder to us than we'll go out on a date and we'll see couples even couples that are well well along in years or you know older than us and have been married for longer than us and we'll um we'll go to a restaurant and see them just staring down at a screen and you're just like why you know yeah why, it's just why are sad. you here yeah, yeah why are you and that's yeah. and that's how you can leave the other person feeling yeah sure uh and then leave adequate time yeah um in your conversations, make sure you're not pushing. Obviously, sometimes you have a time crunch, but when you're trying to have intimate conversation, uh, not a time to look at your watch all the time and be like, you know. And, and we've had to restart, to be fair. Like, you know, so there's been times I, I have to go to work mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're and, and you're trying to talk, talk to me. And so I'll be like, hey, I'll call you on the way or whatever, and we'll finish this. And here's a, here's a time. Uh, but leave the time. Make sure that that's important. Um, yeah. Uh, to you and it's, and it's shown and I think that the, I think I've said this before but there was a uh, a TED talk about um, this lady that was saying um, how she got such good interviews and she said that people would say uh, you know pretend to be interested in the topic and she's like I have a better idea actually be interested mm-hmm. and invested in the topic yeah. and you'll get better results so yeah. um, should we move on Yes. Okay. His need number two is recreational companionship. Yeah. So why don't you just for anybody who might not understand what that what that is, what is recreational companionship? So um, and why is it important to to dudes? Right. And I, I think that um, my I'll dumb I'll dumb it down because I need it dumbed down because I I think that it's just it's it can be you know when you read that you're like what the heck is that I think it's just something you both like doing together at the same time mm-hmm. in the same place like you it's not you know it's 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 not specific I don't like it to be specific because it can be so many things and it's important because. I think it really does make major love bank deposits. He talks about that. It can actually, like, in the similar way to to uh, intimate conversation, it can actually seal the deal for marriage for a dude. I mean, when when you find somebody that likes to do some things that you like to do, um, it really is a huge, huge deal. Uh, so for me, uh, it was obviously things that we, <laughs> I mean, from the time we met, we 
uh, I, I don't know if we shared this on here. We've shared it before, but like our first one of our first dates together and we're leaving the date and I'm parked on, it was like a movie. Like I'm parked on one <laughs> side of this car. She's parked on the other side of this car. The car in between us pulls out and we look at, over at each other and we're both rocking out to the same. I think it was a Blink-182 song or something on, <laughs> on uh, 89X, a really yeah. hard rock station. And we like look at each other and we're like, what? Oh my gosh, you two? Really? Oh, cool. And then, you I'm know, pretty sure we were both like either like air drumming or air guitaring or something or like that. Or something. Or, I don't know, yeah, something. Something. But we, you know, even, even that, you know, when you find somebody that, that enjoys something you like, it's, it's a, uh, for a guy, it's a really big deal. Yeah. So, um, and again, it, it, it begins, uh, during dating and it's similar to the other thing where it's, you know, it can be, um, I'm trying to think of the, mm, the right way to say it. I think there's people that, you know, when you're dating and, and maybe you, you'll go for a walk as, as the wife or as the dating partner, you'll go for a walk in the woods with your, with your male significant other. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, oh, it's sometimes it can be done because it's fun and you're doing it together and it's novel. And then you get married and it's like, yeah, I don't really enjoy doing that. And it can be the thing that, that becomes more annoying when he asks you to do it. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think that it, to be careful not to let that happen, sometimes your tastes change and that's okay. But finding those things that continue to bring you together. Yeah. Yeah. He talks in the book about how um, that that happens often that women will, um, because they're interested in, in the guy that they're dating, um, they will do all the things, you know, he'll say, Hey, let's go to this sporting event or let's, you know, let's do this outdoor thing or this outdoor thing. And, and she'll go along with it. And, and because he has, um, because he thinks he's found someone who he can hang out with, like that's that, I guess that's another good definition. A, A guy needs a girl he can hang out with. Right. And, um, and so when he, when you're dating and you're, you're willing to do all the things and he, I mean, for him that has, that's sealed the deal. Like I can hang out with her, you know? Um, and then when you get married and they, and you kind of are like, well, I don't really love doing that. You know, sure. It was fun for a time, but you know, I'd rather not. Um, and you know, it just, it's a huge bummer for for any guy. And we've said this before. Why is it important? Well, when your kids are all grown mm-hmm. and they're out of the house, you have to still be married. You got to still be married. And, mm-hmm. and I'm excited for that. Not yeah. like that. I want to kick my kids out, but that I, I mean, I'm excited for the time when, you know, we get home and we get to go do something that we enjoy together, whether that's, you know, who knows, maybe it'll still be playing Xbox. I don't know. But, <laughs> but, but on that topic too, I mean, and this is something, um, you know, just as an example of how, how this really, how much this really means to men. Every time I mention to a guy, it doesn't matter who it is. Every time, a hundred percent of the time <laughs> I mention to any dude that my wife will play Xbox with me and she will play Halo and shoot 'em up games and she's actually good at it and she'll watch MMA fights with me like UFC stuff and 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 you know cool movies or whatever like and she, and she enjoys it you know um 
they're all jealous and i'm and then i'm like wait hey back off that's my wife dude like but they're they're like oh you have an awesome wife yeah i know i know and it's not it's not that all of my wife's tastes need to be every wife's taste just because they're your husband's taste they just happen to be stuff that she enjoys Mm -hmm. um and so that's the point isn't necessarily that you need to that that you need to have the same ones i'm listing or, or that oh she has to do things that you know, that only dudes like, I don't like that kind of stuff. We're not talking about faking it here. We're talking about things you both enjoy. Um, and it really just it is, uh, it is a detriment when men and women married couples have completely separate interests and they do nothing together. And then the wife will just say, and I think he says it in the book, something to the effect of just go do that with your dude friends, go do it with your guys and I'll do my own thing. Yeah. And it just, it's, it's, not that you can't have guy friends, but that if that's, if you never do anything with your spouse yeah. recreationally, it's not a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. He talks about in the book how, you know, there's a, yeah, a lot of, a lot of wives will say, oh, you want to go, you know, you want to go fishing or you want to go, um, you know, whatever, find your thing. But, um, I hate to use all the stereotypical male things, right. you know, like sports and outside stuff. Maybe you're, maybe your husband likes, I don't know, going to museums or whatever else, but like, you know, you, when you, when, when wives say to their husbands, yeah, I don't really feel like it. You go do that with your guy friends. A a husband might gladly accept that offer because it gives them a chance to do something that they like to do. But what it does on what, what it does also do is it 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 makes it so that the wife is missing out on huge love bank deposits yeah it she it gives it doesn't give her the opportunity to do that and then because this book is about affair proofing your marriage you know the it it gives it can give other people the opportunity to make those kind of deposits deposits that you don't want other people making. Yeah. You know, he gives the example about a um about a husband and wife who like to do sports and whatever together and then once they got married, she decided she didn't like to do sports or wouldn't wasn't willing to do sports with him anymore or whatever. And then so he joins a co-ed softball league and along comes this other sporty girl who, you know, and he just talks about how it, it, it what what um, his wife wasn't willing to do, he found as an attractive, um, as an attractive thing in another woman, Yeah, you know, and, and I can, and I can attest to the fact that that has happened, um, to, to me, like there has been, there have been times where like I've, I've sat and, chatted with guys who found like this is a kind of a silly example but they liked debating and like deep theological conversation and you know um this was at one of our old churches and you know it was interesting because he we were having a kind of a deep theological conversation or whatever and um we weren't by ourselves by any means like we were just there were lots of people around but um he says something to, along the along the lines of, "Man, I wish my wife would talk to me about this kind of stuff. She just doesn't like to do this." And a huge red flag went up for me, especially right. because of this this book and that we we were aware of this kind of stuff. I just I just went, "Oh my gosh, I just made a huge deposit 
in this guy's bank. And I'm, and that's not, wasn't my goal, but obviously I didn't know that that was, you know, something that he desired that his wife would do with him. Um, but it shows how important, but it, it shows is. that it's just, impo- it is important. And so, so that was literally something that was recreational for him. Right. But it could have been intimate conversation for yeah. her. You can actually combine these. And, and, and just to move to this, to this final um, point here, um, we recommend you get the book for one main reason other than learning about these things. In the very back of the book, <clears throat> he talks about, um, uh, he gives you basically this whole laundry list of uh, activities. And um, it's a great exercise to do as a couple. You each go through and you mark it. I believe it's negative three to positive three, am mm-hmm. I remembering correctly? And so <clears throat> he talks about um, only doing things you both enjoy doing. Yeah. So like, um, uh, yeah. So the scale is negative three to positive three. Um, so for instance, if like shopping is on there, it would be a negative three for Justin and probably like a positive two for me. Um, so he would recommend not necessarily shopping together. Now that's not to say that Justin won't be sacrificial and sometimes go shopping with me. If I ask him to, he definitely will do that because he's awesome. But, um, for recreational companionship and stuff that you can really enjoy doing together, you know, there was a fantastic older couple at a church that Justin was the worship pastor at and um the two things that they loved doing together we and and you know what they were they were a couple where Justin and I just we looked at them and we were like we want to be like them like you could tell they were still best friends mm-hmm. they had raised their kids they were had been married a long long time and you could still tell they just genuinely loved each other's company and they had two things that they loved doing together they had these convertible were they Mazdas or something? Miatas. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And they loved driving those around the mountains. And then, um, actually we were lucky enough. They took us with them one time, but, um, that was super fun. And then, uh, the other thing was pickleball of all things. I didn't even I, know pickleball existed. I, I, yeah. I had no idea until we met this couple, but man, they were just, you could tell they were each other's best friends. And those were two of the things that they did. So, find something, find something that you both like to do and spend time hanging out because it's a huge deal for guys. And it goes through like random stuff. So like I've, I've mentioned a couple of things, you know, video games. I mean, it, it has like hot air ballooning. I mean, it has anything you can think of and it doesn't have to be in that list. I mean, think of something else, but if you both, Hey, I think his criteria is a two or a three, a positive two or a three. If you both gave it, consider doing that in your in your marriage. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a great exercise. Um, and there might even be other things out there. But get the book even just for that. It's a great exercise. Yeah, it's in the back of the book, yep. all the things. Um, and he has pretty well everything covered. But I think we even found some things to add to the end of our list. Like we, we, we added one thing that wasn't in there was jet skiing. Yeah. Like we like on like going out on the lake or whatever with ski dudes. And uh, we are in Ohio. So we're near the great Lakes, So that's a popular thing there. And yeah, it's fun, but uh, you don't even have to be able to do it. It's just even what would you do? What, you know, what, what I would I like to try sometime? Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, why don't you give us a, a one minute recap over the things we've gone over? Okay. Um, yeah. So just, um, top or we're at need number two. So we did the top ones yesterday and this is the next one. Um, 
for wives, it's intimate conversation, learning to, um, get good at taking time to listen to her and, and, um, really be invested in what she has to say. And, um, don't, don't be like Dwight. (laughs) Don't be Dwight. Um, and then just recreational companionship for, for the guys, just, um, being someone that you, that your husband genuinely likes to hang out with because it gives you opportunity to make giant deposits in his love bank and, um, and don't, don't shoo your husband out the door to just go hang out with his guy friends all the time. You want your husband to want to hang out with you. Your husband wants to hang out with you. Like, that's one thing that I've just, I've learned that you're like, like I will, I will sometimes get after Justin. Like, why don't you have more? Like, why don't you want to go hang out with the guys? Why don't you want to go have fun? And, and honestly, it's, it's because, and I'm not saying this to, to brag on myself or whatever, but like, it's because he genuinely likes to hang out with me. And that's so flattering to me that, and that he would rather stay and hang out with me because he genuinely has a fun time. Well, when you have an amazing wife, it's lots of fun. Blah, blah, blah. So. People are going to stop listening. That's all right. It's my <laughs> podcast. It's our podcast. If we don't I keep stop my, gushing it's our over podcast. each other. But. We can say it. They can skip to the end. That's what's great about these. So um, anyway, I hope you learned something today. We, we enjoy talking about these types of things. Thanks for tuning in. Um, this podcast is available on lots of platforms. So when you share it, make sure and note that maybe you have some people that are Apple people and we're on Apple Podcasts or they're Android people and Obviously, there's Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, you know, different. Um, and as actually just um, Pandora just came out with a podcast app. And uh, as soon as we For those are, of you ancient people who still use Pandora. We still use Pandora. We're ancient. We are ancient. Um, but anyway, they are trying to keep up with the time. So we uh, will let you know when we are on there. Um, we'll be on there soon. Um, if you'd like to uh, hang out, check out our Facebook page. Uh, it's, we're getting there. And um, if you want to email us, please email us at wearegettingtheirpodcast at gmail.com. That's W-E-R-E, gettingtheirpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, please uh, shoot us a message. If you have somebody that might be good on the show as a, somebody to be interviewed or if you have some questions, you have some comments, feedback, good, bad, indifferent, whatever it is. We'd love to hear it. love to interact with you guys. Again, thanks for listening. We love doing this, and we can't wait to connect with you soon.